So it is a little bit contentious, but I will be also doing the intro again this week. So hello and welcome back to Professionally Planned with Caitlin and M. I'm M. And I'm Caitlin and M has taken one for the team with the double intro here. But only so that the flow of this actually works out and I can do the small business shout out later on. Thank God, because I don't have one right now. So what's new with you? <laughs> I told I told Caitlin at the beginning of this show that I was like, no, we don't need an outline. Like, it's fine. And she's like, I would very much like an outline. Uh, what is new with me? It turns out that my cat is allergic to literally everything. What's your cat allergic to? Yeah, yeah. So like, I thought that your allergies were bad. This, he is allergic to literally all grains. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> like potato, corn, wheat, all of those byproducts, and gluten. Gluten-free cat? Yeah, I have I have a gluten-free, grain-free, chicken-free, because he can <laughs> eat chicken, cat. Well, what does he eat? Bananas. He's really happy because he loves bananas. But <laughs> we have to figure out, like, how we're going to feed him, and, like, we... The food that we currently have for him, he's allergic to, like, everything in it, of course. Do they make, like, fancy pet food for pets that have, like, a million and one allergies? Yes. The answer is yes. And if I wanted to be really bougie, I would, like, make him his own food from scratch, but I'm I'm not about that life. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. I mean, even the people who do the raw feed for their dogs, where they just, like, essentially feed the dogs raw meat, like as their diet I heard that gets really expensive really fast oh god yeah and it doesn't help that he's also a picky eater you can't have them all you got you can't be a picky eater and someone with allergies and I say that as someone with allergies I say that I'm a picky eater (laughs) well then you can have that but you don't have allergies so I do not have allergies I just don't like mushrooms (laughs) There are a few things that, like, I don't, don't like, like, blue cheese. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not a blue cheese person. It's polarizing. Yeah. We had this conversation earlier. I'm not allergic to fish, but I'm kind of particular about fish. But you are allergic to seafood and shellfish, right? Those are the same. Shellfish. Seafood is, like, the overarching umbrella term okay 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 well I can eat like fish like tilapia mackerel whatever tuna I like tuna but like some fish I don't really like and I think the reason I like tuna is because I eat it with a lot of mayo (laughs) (laughs) and mayo makes everything better (laughs) like really it's not that you dislike dislike fish it's just that you like mayo far more than fish but I like mayo a lot okay so what's what's one food that you just refuse to eat? Oh, pickles. I hate pickles. I can't. How can you hate pickles? I also don't like cucumbers. So like, I, I just like all- logic tracks? Yeah, all life state of the pickle. I'm not here for. <laughs> I mean, like, I've, I've eaten like pickled red onions. So it's not the pickling process that's the problem. I think it's just the cucumber that's the problem. Yeah, it seems like it might just be the cucumber. Yeah. Have you tried dipping your cucumber in ranch? Because ranch Ranch. makes everything better. You're so Midwestern. You're like ranch and mayonnaise. I know. It's a problem. I always get made fun of for it. I I am also from the Midwest. I never got the hype about mayo or ranch. They both kind of gross me out. And it's weird that you're like, not weird that you're from the Midwest, but I think that our Midwest experiences are like so vastly different. So different. Because like, like I'm like in the I'm like right next to Colorado, like Nebraska Midwest, where it's like it's totally different from Wisconsin, Illinois, Minnesota Midwest. Yeah. There are way too many states in like the Midwest. Yeah. Like if and I'm like, being honest, I don't think Ohio and Indiana should be in count as the midwest <laughs> see i cut the midwest cut the midwest off at columbus ohio oh. i think that's where the cultural shift goes to like east coast like anything, oh, okay that actually anything makes sense to the east of that i've yeah. had this discussion with nick because he's from the east coast so that's where we draw <laughs> the line um 
but like once you get into like North Dakota, like half of Minnesota, that's Great Plains. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not, it stops being Midwest because it's too, it's too high. But the fact is that most people in North Dakota would consider themselves Midwesterners, so it gets a little confusing. Most of the United States would consider them Canada, so. (laughs) I think most, most North Dakotans would probably say the same thing. Well, because you, I forget, did you go to university in North Dakota? Or are you from North Dakota? No. So I went to school in Minnesota, but it was geographically, it it probably should have just been in North Dakota at that point. Um, So we could see North Dakota from our front yard. Like we were like on on the border. It was like Fargo, North Dakota. It's a a very big college town. There's like so many colleges there. Mm -hmm. And we went to the one that was on the Minnesota side, but everything else was in Fargo so it was like we were in Fargo most of the time okay like yes and no because I remember you were like yeah I'm driving up to North Dakota for the for homecoming or something yeah we stayed in North Dakota because most of the hotels are in Fargo got it yeah yeah well speaking of all of this traveling right Because we're planning our go mild trip, and I'm currently trying not to accidentally murder Caitlin while we like go somewhere to eat. But the the more exciting thing for us is actually happening in Chicago. Yes, I am so pumped that they've announced that Chicago Planner Conference is making a return in 2023. Yeah, it's like, like the best travel wise so easy I can just drive in it doesn't take that long like at that point my sister is going to be living in Chicago so like in theory I could stay with I I mean I have a lot of friends and family members who live in Chicago because I grew up in the suburbs but probably would want to stay at the hotel because you know that's where everyone's going to be but like but it's not an expensive hotel at least I remember I stayed like three or four nights there and it was not bad and it was, oh my God, the bed was so comfortable. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I was like hoping that they would bring Go Wild to the Midwest. And I know that they didn't bring Go Wild to like Chicago or whatever, because like CPC kind of has the monopoly on that. So I'm glad that they came back and it like actually worked out that way. I feel like they could do Kansas City, maybe, or like St. Louis. Those would be Go Wild places. I'm they're like St. Louis would be fun yeah because like I, I'll go anywhere like literally anywhere if it's a non-stop flight <laughs> yeah because like you can't lose my luggage it's on the plane with me That's or at true. least you unless you're southwest then unless you're be... flying southwest yeah but like in I which don't know. case the luggage gets its own plane I guess yeah that was the thing that confused me the most about the Southwest. Like, how are they shipping the luggage out, but not the people? <laughs> I guess the luggage doesn't care. It doesn't require any, like, safety. I guess. But if the planes aren't supposed to be moving, how is the luggage moving? Well, because it's done. Oh. That's a good question. I assumed that they went on, like, vans or something. Like, not normally. Normally, they're on the plane. But, like, if the plane's not going. I mean, I'm going to assume that maybe, like, a handful of flights actually made it out of the airport and they just kind of consolidated luggage onto the bigger planes so that it wouldn't take up as much space on, like, smaller planes. And then it all just, like, made it there ahead of time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you ever have those questions where, like, someone asks you and you're like, wow, like, I've never really thought of that before. Huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and they're not even relevant to the conversation at hand, but these are the things that I think about. Mm-hmm. Southwest. I was, I'm very excited, though, for Chicago Planner Conference, especially because it's the month after my wedding. So, and the the whole conference is basically over over the weekend. So, like, I can could go in on Friday and then leave on Sunday. And not technically not really have to miss any work, which would be fun. Yeah, that'll be nice. Um, it'll 
it'll be nice to like be in a slightly less expensive area than DC as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still Chicago granted, but like, I feel a little bit more comfortable because like, I know the area and yeah. I know where the food is and I'm like, I'm going to take the blue line from O'Hare, you know. I'm not going to spend a, a bunch of money on gas and like, oh. it'll be nice for a plane. I also just, I love the food in Chicago so much. There's a place that you could probably never eat at, but it's called Canela or Canela's. Oh. I've, I've heard of that one, yeah. It's so brunchy, but I think it's full of nuts. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we, we can figure it out. Um, so you're planning on going to CPC? So in a perfect world, yes. I'll be honest, I get I'm I'm the type of person where if I'm in like a very chaotic mood, I'll be like, oh yes, I'm just going to casually book some travel today. So like later this week I might be booking a flight to Houston in July I don't even know yeah well they still haven't officially released the dates for CPC sure. yet but it's listed in what like if you do the leadership application they have the dates listed in there so mm. I remember though the uh like the registration for CPC was crazy yeah, because they were saying on the Facebook that there's like only 300 to 500 spots or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's really limited, which I like just because then, it does, then they're able to do all of the table matching stuff that they do to make the experience sort of more coherent, I guess. Yeah, not as much of a shit show. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't want to get up at six in the morning, not six, at like four in the morning to go wait in line for a table. I'm yeah, still burned. Um, they are, it's nice that they're able to do that with like a smaller conference. The logistics of that like would not work out at Go Wild. Like it just, no matter how much we would want that, it just wouldn't work out because there's way too many people. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think like, I, re I remember at Go Wild, some people would take everything that wasn't nailed down, you know? So there there would be nothing stopping them from just sitting at a table they weren't assigned to and stuff. Yeah. But I still remember last, uh, at Chicago Planner Conference, Amber uh, from Damask Love gave out silhouettes to her table. And everyone was like, how am I going to get this home? <laughs> you live in Chicago, that's how. You don't have to yeah. take it on a plane. But that's crazy. I, I would not know how to, like, transport that. Yeah, like, I mean, that was back when I was living in Indiana. So I just took a shuttle from the, uh, from the Purdue airport. I mean, still super convenient. Um, so Chicago Planner Conference is on my radar for sure. Gonna attempt to get tickets for that. I considered like applying for like leadership or something like that but I'm like no I don't need one more thing in my life right now um, that's that's good that you're like you know your limits and I feel like it would be more fun to just like be a participant you know at least the first time yeah at least the first time I don't need any more like leadership things right now in my life um and you had mentioned to me like being a vendor at it and I'm like oh god October is so hectic in my life that I just don't know if I'd be able to like prep everything in time mm -hmm. but if it like if it goes really well in 2023 maybe in 2024 you know yeah that sounds like a plan um plus I just don't know how I would manage like taxes and collecting money at like an event like that you know oh my god well like because so as as I think our listeners know right I, I got my very first brand deal ever and like I don't know how I'm gonna do taxes <laughs> I like, mean how do you because you're supposed to do it every quarter or something right no you don't have to do it every quarter unless you make over a certain amount in the year in the previous year okay I don't know. 
And if it's like associated with like your LLC or whatever, then it's just like that earnings. It's not like your earnings on top of like your regular job, I don't think. I think you only have to report like like the separate taxes every quarter. I'm going to talk to Jojo. Talk to someone who knows taxes. Don't talk to me. Yeah, because your dad knows taxes, right? He does yours. Yes. And I'm, I'm pretty the- sure Jojo knows about LLC stuff. Yeah, and I'm on the verge of having to do quarterly reporting. I'm going to have to do it. Um, That's so exciting for you. Or whatever, but it's just. Have yeah. you filed in for, for an LLC yet? No, I got to do that. It's just one oh. more thing on the list that. Oh, you definitely should. So that. that way you don't get sued by the, the people in Israel whose packages keep going this thing. I told you that showed up again here. I was weird. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, no, I just, I need to get stuff done. I need to get a lot of stuff done. I feel like I'm being crushed by a to-do list. And that's why I'm like, I can't do any more stuff. And Good. we were talking, my therapist said I have to pick like two task groups per day. And I can't do more than two task groups. And it's not like saying like, you can only do two things on your to-do list today. But it's like, all the constant task switching is like ruining my brain where it's like, I can't do like Etsy shop, job hunt, thesis, uh, clean the house, do whatever. I have to be like, okay, today is an Etsy shop day and then do tasks related to that. (laughs) Oh yeah. No. And like, I know that, you know, here soon I need to do or to have a clean the house day because I keep doing online shopping and there's lots of boxes everywhere and I have a cat who is allergic to everything who will poop in those boxes if I leave them there long enough sounds like he doesn't want you to shop (laughs) it's if there's paper if there's anything in the box he'll just like pee in it and I'm like what are you doing you have your own litter box don't get a cat is he allergic to boxes too? Because it kind no, of no, he loves like... boxes. <laughs> he loves them. I think he's it's in his own little strange way. He's like, this box is mine. You know how you're gonna know because it's gonna smell like my pee. Wow. <laughs> okay, so w- we know I, we sort of just like wibbly wobbled our way out of things. What's going on in your life? I know that you talked about just having so many piles. Yeah, I'm trying to, as as my word of the year suggests, I'm trying to simplify my life. Um, I know my, my therapist and I were having this conversation about just like, you know, being on like multiple boats or rafts at once, and they're all kind of heading in opposite directions. So I need to just let some boats free. <laughs> yes. So that's what I'm working on. Um like you know what they did in within like the nordic days where they would set the boat on fire and then just let it go like the funeral pyre style that's what you gotta do i need to set some stuff on fire that's what i'm hearing here (laughs) (laughs) i like i i feel the same way about about lots of things but like for example social media i'm trying to do entirely too many things at once Yeah, and I think that's definitely, like, one of those things that they don't tell you about before you get into, like, the social media game is that you're expected to be active on all these damn platforms at the same time, but then you have to have, like, unique content for each one because they don't all take the same format, and then most of your day is spent creating content related to planners and not doing the planning in the planners or, like, doing the tasks that you're, like, setting up the planners for. Yep. Oh my god, I remember I was like in my planner, I was making a new spread, and I almost missed my therapy appointment. I was like, ah. I feel like I fall into this like bad habit of it's like one in the morning, and I'm like, I can do my planners now, I can do all my creative stuff now, and then I'm up until like three or four. Which last night I got into such a groove with the Etsy shop stuff, I was just like cutting a whole bunch of stickers. I have so many orders that are going out today, but I was up until like 4 a.m. just cutting stickers. Oh my God. <sighs> I know, but I just want to get the orders done because I feel like I've been slacking a little bit on the processing time with like all the holidays and like stuff getting delayed that I want to get people's stuff out the door as soon as possible. 
So now the question is, or at least my question is, do you want to do the sticker shop full time? Like, do you want to make it a big, a big business and like have that be your livelihood? Nope. But I don't think I ever have. I mean, it's just not guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed about that. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't have any. And I say this like the wording on this is a little weird. It doesn't have any like benefits, like as in medical, no insurance, what I don't have insurance, I won't have insurance. Um, Job security there is like just not existent. And like, while I do love doing the artwork and stuff, I think the sticker shop itself has turned into this like product beyond the initial scope that I'm just still adapting to. And I constantly have to adapt to that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like thinking through ways that I can make this like manageable within my life, but I don't know. It's, it's hard. And I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon, but it's just led me to like thinking about like other kinds of like business models or whatever, like switching to mostly digital or maybe having the sticker sheets produced from like by a third party where I do the illustrations and I do all the cut lines and stuff. And then I have somebody else print and cut them. Mm-hmm. and then well, I because the outsourcing would make it would make it easier it would make it a yeah. lot easier because most of my time with the sticker shop is not devoted to the drawing which is the part of it that I like the most mm-hmm. I spend like eight to ten hours on every day off like and I have a lot of days off this week because I knew I needed to cut stuff for this release but like an average work day for me is like eight to ten and I think I spent like 14 hours yesterday cutting stickers like it's just kind of grown to something that I, as a single business owner person, cannot sustain in the long term. And I don't think I want to sustain it in the long term. I think I just want to like make art in the long term, you know? Mm-hmm. So then it's like, oh, God, there's so many options. I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, so do you find a manufacturer? Do you put your stuff on creative market and people buy the licenses? I don't want to do that. I know I don't want to do that. Um, Cause I, that to put my stuff on creative market and I understand why people do that. And I understand why, where the appeal is to that. It just feels like I'm giving up all my rights to my artwork. Cause they could just literally stick it on anything they want and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I think right now the sound choice is to like explore different manufacturers of sticker sheets and to see what is the most cost effective and what lines up with like the quality that I would like to continue with the sticker sheets and like whatever but it well, doesn't need to be done like, now the books the books are popular as we know right because yeah. you've got like uh I, I can think of at least four people off the top of my head who are making sticker books and they they do all have the same manufacturer you can tell by the books but yeah, the way they're bound, you can definitely tell that they're using the same printer. But honestly, I haven't had a lot of issues with like the quality of those books. For the most mm-hmm. part, everything is cut within the lines. Everything is printed nicely. There's no errors. It's the Happy Planner books that I have a lot of quality control issues with. Right. <gasps> um, and I, I like... I, I like using Happy Planner stuff because it's it's cheap and it's easy and it all works together and I have a lot of it and I might as well just use up the stuff that I've got. Um, but like the smaller sticker shops that are making their own books, the quality is, it's there. Um, I think my main concern with getting into the realm of sticker books is that as someone who's hand drawing everything, it just takes a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um I can't just go, I mean, not to say that it's like simple to just go on creative market and be like, okay, I'm going to buy all this stuff and I'm going to make a sticker book out of it and I'm going to arrange it. Uh, And certainly there's more like curation that goes into it than that. But for me to like draw 30, I mean, that's like the industry standard, 30 sheets of stickers all according to one theme that fit in a book. And that would take me forever, you know? Mm -hmm. And in the the meantime- the way I'm thinking about it, right, is that you're like, okay, so you have 30 pages of things, right? Let's say 15 pages of those are going to be like original artwork. Then you have like five or so pages of quotes, five or so pages of boxes and stuff that perfectly match in color. Yeah. Like, 
it's not I don't know but at the same time right you know as a member of the planner community and and a recovering happy planner addict we would be like when's the next one coming out give me the next one and more and more and more I want to have all the books yeah and I don't think my turnaround would be like or the turnaround to produce a new sticker book would be nearly as rapid fire as the people who are currently producing those sticker books and are able to do like two sticker books a month you know because I'm doing like 12 to 15 sheets of like five by seven stickers mind you a month and that's still taking up a lot of time but I guess with like the manufacturing element gone I'd have a lot more time to focus on it it's also just like a matter of the initial like investment into the sticker books and purchasing them all up front with no guarantee that they would sell oh yeah well I think you wanted to look into washi tape right like doing yeah I've always wanted to do washi tape but I just haven't like figured out manufacturers or whatever I just Mm -hmm. I'm so paranoid that I'm going to pick somebody who is just going to run away with my money or somebody who's going to produce a product that I'm not, like the end result is not what I envisioned, like the quality is just not there or something like that. And I know you can get samples and stuff like that, but I just, the manufacturer is the big step there. The big thing is that like, you can't, it is, it's frowned upon to just ask someone who their manufacturer is because generally speaking they've gone through that entire trial of finding the right person and getting the samples and having their money stolen potentially yeah and it's like I love the quality of Allie according to Allie's washi tape and I just really want to be like Allie will you send me a link but I know I can't do that because she went through a lot to figure it out but like you, you know you can't be mad if she says no right and I I just don't want to set myself up for being like the person who just asked everybody for their trade secrets, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would be, I would be very excited though, if you uh, took Caitlin Plant to the next level. <laughs> but I also understand it's fun, right? It's meant yeah. to be fun. Right. Caitlin just wants a stable job right now. <laughs> yeah. And not to have to work retail, like, more 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 hours of the week than she needs to so if you're in the chicago milwaukee area looking for someone very talented to hire (laughs) yeah i'll go anywhere except probably not i i i think that's one of the things that's limiting me on the jobs job hunt is that i'm very particular about like where i would move if i would move where would you well yeah i think it's the if um I think I've kind of narrowed it down to Madison, Milwaukee, Chicago, and just like not anywhere in that triangle. Oh, okay. Doesn't so not Knoxville, triangle? Tennessee. No. Damn it. I don't want to <laughs> relocate. <laughs> well, what I, I mean, okay, yeah, because you're very close with your with your family and your and your your boyfriend and stuff. That's understandable. Sometimes they'll pay you to relocate though. Yeah, I know. But I, I just don't want to uproot my life one more time because I already went through that. I'm still dealing with like having a second apartment in a place that I don't live. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to figure that out. I'll, I'll figure it out. In the meantime, I just need to like stop doing five things at once. Well, speaking of doing five things at once. That's something that small business owners are frequently doing. Wow, look at that smooth transition into the small business shout out. Hire me. <laughs> you know, you're an expert <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> um, so today's small business shout out, I am going to be talking about Pineberry Paper Co., mm-hmm. which is a, a shop that I see a lot on my Instagram, and I to like for the sake of full disclosure have not ordered stickers from them before I have I have a bunch of them sitting in my Etsy cart Mm -hmm. so like maybe maybe this is the convincing I need to shop everything is so cute and there are so many options 
I was scrolling mm-hmm. through their Etsy like earlier and they have like 600 different designs. Yeah. I love her boxes personally because they come in like different colors than I'm used to. And also just like uh, you can get the box sets where so you'll have the same color palette, but lots of different sizes. I was looking at the mainly decorative stuff, but mm-hmm. your your endorsement of the boxes maybe has me a little swayed. I saw this really cute sheet of like Australian animals today. And I liked the oh. option that you could get them in either a five by seven or a four by six. You could like pick and choose what size you wanted, which mm. is nice for people who plan in like larger planners or smaller planners. Cause I know that's one of those things with like my own sticker shop where it's like, my stickers are kind of big and they're sized for like maybe a letter size planner or like maybe if you want to use less stickers in like a, like a, seven by nine or whatever but it's nice to have that option of like the sizing of your stickers I imagine it gets super complicated logistically for her but it's a nice option yeah yeah well she also has a sub box sort of thing like a sticker subscription so you'll get like five to ten sheets or something a month and she'll she'll reveal them on her uh on her Instagram it's really cute that is so adorable. She has both a website and an Etsy shop. And normally when that's the case, you should shop from the website because that benefits them a little bit more like with the Etsy fees or whatnot. I will link them down below in the description of our podcast. Oh, I, I thought you were going somewhere with that sentence. <laughs> that's all I've got. Um but they are really cute. I'm I'm thinking on this. I got to do it. They're so cute. And every time I see somebody like share a spread with them like tagged, I'm like, I always tap on the picture. I'm like, where are those from? I want those. And it's always like nine times out of 10, it's from Pineberry Paper Co. So I think it's a shop that I need to like. Get she has with. the cutest cherry blossom stickers that I, I use them last year I think in March but they'd be perfect for DC or you know you can get your cherry blossom stickers from my Etsy shop no I mean yes I already used the ones from her shop I used those two years ago (laughs) (laughs) and now I have two sheets of my Caitlin plans ones Uh, my problem now is that I need to decide which of the ones I got doubles of is going to be my February theme (laughs) Ooh. Because I could do cherry blossoms, I could do the kisses. Or I could just go off the wall and do bagels. Or bagels and kisses. <laughs> See, my mind wanted to say bagels and kisses, but I, it just doesn't make sense as a theme, you know? No, it really doesn't. <laughs> um, the, the bagel sheet has been, like, the best-selling sheet this month. Well, yeah, because so many the ones where you do, like, weird themes always do really well. It's kind of like, uh, the weird things are kind of a gamble sometimes, though. Like, sometimes they sell really, really well, like the bagels, for example, and sometimes they don't sell at all, like the armadillos. Um, like, <laughs> the armadillos was a little too niche. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could give you, a, an ex- like, a few examples of things that I, like, it's a little weird. Like the geese didn't really sell well, but I like having them in my shop so they're not going anywhere. Um, but I like being able to do out of the box kind of sticker designs because I just don't want to like duplicate stuff that people already have, you know? Oh yeah, no. I mean, because no one, no one can really accuse you of being like, oh, she copied me. And I'm like, yeah, you were doing everything bagel stickers. No, yeah. you weren't. <laughs> I'm still kind of thinking on what I want to do for my like February release. Mm. Okay, well, I you know my opinion. Yes. I want some museum stuff. Museum stuff for like DC. Yes, like that's what I'm intending to use it on, but like it's just cool to have in general. No, I agree that would be cool. I just have to like kind of sketch some stuff out for that. I know I want to do like another set for like International Women's Day, which is coming up. Yes. Um, 
I've got some like ideas in the back of my my head and my rep team has been lovely in suggesting like things that they would like to see. I've heard some suggestions for like a celestial kind of theme or some like more clouds, which I did cloud. I already have a cloud sheet in the shop, but I have an idea for like a reimagined cloud sheet. So like watercolor clouds, like with like different effects on them. So that would be very fun. Your rep team ends in March though, right? I don't even know. I gotta, I gotta keep track of this better, but. Okay. Then I'm not going to remind you this rep team lasts forever. Okay. This rep team <laughs> is forever. I mean, but if it ends at the end of March, like however many months is that? I don't know. Or does it end at the end of February? I should keep better track of the things that I set for my own shop. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the rep team, so clearly it's in my best interest for it never to end. It ends at the end of February. Fuck. I know. I'm sad. I have, like, I have so many sheets. You've got so many sheets to use up in the meantime. Do they well, roll over? Do I get store credit? I've been rolling them over, but yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. Um... So eventually I'll need to like get stuff together for a new rep team, but I've got time to think on that because it's still January. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, it's just your face. You're like, oh God, that's another thing I have to think about. Oh no. I know. Somebody please take away my to-do list and just like do all the stuff that takes five minutes. Well, there's, there's some, you can hire virtual assistants. You know, I would, but okay. First of all, I don't know if I'm willing to pay for that. Second of all, it just seems a little impersonal to like have a virtual assistant text my friends that I've been putting off for a week. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe they could do some of the other things so that you feel like you have time to text your friends. Hi, this is M on behalf of Caitlin. I'm reaching out to let you know she'll respond to your text in five to seven business days. <laughs> Like, <laughs> <laughs> will you sort through my junk email? Will you delete all my, my old emails so I'll have space again? I mean, that is one of my favorite things to do. Yes. Um, I went into like my email yesterday because I'm like, I, I need to delete some stuff. I'm at like 95% of my storage filled with emails. And it's because I never deleted emails for like, 2013 to like 2017 I just marked them all as red and just like ignored them so now I'm going back and deleting all of the like we'd love to have you visit our college um <laughs> oh my god Caitlin. here I'm like, I, <laughs> I gotta get rid of these out of that school I did I didn't go I, and I put my name on so many mailing lists because they promised like free stickers and free t-shirts and like whatever and then I just got like so many college emails. So now I'm like, I got to delete all of these. How many emails, how many red emails do you have? I don't know if it'll give me an exact number, but I deleted 4,000 yesterday. Okay. Which isn't like an amazing amount. Like I probably have a lot more than that, but let's see. In well, my... let's just play a quick guessing game. How many red emails do you think I have? How many? Red or unread? Red. Unread. Well, let's just go with red. How many red emails okay. do I have? I think you're one of those people who does like inbox zero and like just tries to keep everything like sorted into files or whatever. So I'm going to guess that you only have 4,000 emails in your entire account. In my, I don't know how to know how many are in my entire account. I know how many okay. are not categorized. How many not categorized emails do you have? 39. 39. Um, I am currently looking at 11,303 unread emails. <laughs> the visceral like nausea that this and, gives me. And now you know why I'm overwhelmed all the time because I get like 400 emails a day and I keep unsubscribing from things, but then they don't unsubscribe me. That's and, the worst thing. And like, just like you said, Maybe I should just set it on fire. Maybe I should just delete the email, burn it to the ground, and just start over somewhere else. 
move to you a new could. town, start a new life. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Nick always like laughs at me or gives me the look when I'm like, I'm just gonna quit everything and just flee all flee from all of my responsibilities. I'm gonna fake my We're own. Moving death. to Canada. I'm moving to Canada. I'm faking my own death, and then the emails won't follow me. My thing before, right, was like having all of the, all of the shopping stuff that I was subscribed to, and you you know those emails that you just hit delete on. Yeah, I'm like just yeah. Step one, unsubscribe from those because they're not helping your wallet any, and also they're just stressful because you're like, oh, I have an email, eek, and then you're like, oh, this was useless, and then folders, folders, folders. I do have. A few folders, but most of them are things like 2022 business expenses. Mm, that's a good folder. Etsy shop. And then I've got some stuff from high school and I just went through and just deleted all my like stuff from high school yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need this. I don't need an email to my ninth grade math teacher, um, which was there. It said, you know, the homework isn't posted on the Moodle page or whatever. <laughs> it wasn't even like a I love you you're such a great teacher it was like where's the homework yeah it was where's the homework and I had four emails in that folder and all of them were like where's the homework so my email folders the ones that I like actually use uh is that I have I have booksta which is bookstagram I have brands and then I have some more like specific brand stuff and then uh go wild so that was like travel specifically for it. Joyful Chaos, which is the book club stuff. And mm-hmm. then like, I actually have a lot of these folders that I'm not using anymore and should probably delete. I, I'm looking at a folder right now called Conversation History. No oh idea God. what that means. It's completely empty. Tell me what that folder is supposed to be. What am I supposed to put in Conversation History? <laughs> Did I make it? Did it come with the email? I'm in here right now because I, I, I'm addicted to my email legitimately. Like anytime I get an email, I just get so much joy in my heart because I was like, oh, it could be a book. It could be a book. You see, for me, I have the opposite reaction and it feels very much like the Tupperware cabinet that you just shove everything in and close the door and hope that it doesn't open itself. You've seen Zabumafu, right? Pushing them into the closet. Yes, I have. It's the Zabumafu closet. It is. And now everything is sending me like a year in review. Here's my Michael's Rewards year in review. I made 12 purchases last year. Like That's surprisingly low. Michael's is not my go-to craft store anymore because they just stopped carrying the stuff that I was looking for. If you ask me how many times I shopped at Joanne's, that number would be much different. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, I don't need an email for everything. And I wish I could just like have it self filter, but it doesn't do that. Oh yeah. It'll always like put the emails that you actually need to see in spam. Yeah, no. And I've just like started mark, like the things that I keep trying to unsubscribe from and it won't unsubscribe me. Mm -hmm. I've I've just started marking them as junk because I'm like, maybe it'll self sort them that way maybe if it realizes that I don't need a million emails from xyz company and they won't take me off their damn list that maybe they're just spam oh my god my recent uh email technology issue is that I use boost mobile for my phone because it's cheap and in their reset password area you type in the password that you want to become your new password and you hit the button and it says sorry that's the wrong password oh god (laughs) i'm like okay so clearly you don't want me to access my phone uh this is gonna only gonna be an issue if i need to switch so i'm just gonna not do it (laughs) yeah i'm just trying to determine what my like two tasks for today are gonna be my two task clusters I don't even know what mine would be. I'm like, I'm taking a mental health day from work just because I've been waking up every day this week. I mean, I'm in a depressed area of my life. And today I just could not bring myself to do it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just not gonna, 
I'm not, I'm not gonna do it so I've been reading a yeah. book I've been watching the challenge I got oh I have I have so much happy mail because I went on a shopping spree last week downside for my wallet oh me too I have a whole pile of stuff <laughs> okay what's your favorite have you opened it I've opened about half of it okay what's your favorite thing in there in that pile um I think I'm most looking forward to planning with the stickers I got in my treat with Mandy rep package her mm, Valentine's Day Val- stuff is so cute it is it, it really is I'm just not a huge Valentine's Day person I think it's because my birthday is birthday. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like I love love and my birthday and I love pink and I love all the frilly whatever so I'm excited about those um I've got the Archer and Olive Valentine's Day box like sitting over there that I need to open but I'm like maybe I should film like an unboxing for my YouTube channel because like I kind of know what's in it but at the same time it's like one of those things where I'm like "Ooh, Valentine's Day box and then I ordered it and I don't like fully yeah. know what all's in the box yeah my thing so I got I got like three packages today because again I have (laughs) sometimes when I'm depressed I use retail therapy (laughs) but I've got a pair of hokas Ooh! oh yeah I'm gonna show them to you the people online can't see but these are mine Emma is showing me her beautiful feet for free well they're they're covered in shoes so Mm. don't get too jealous but they're embroidered which is my other sucker thing. I'm such a sucker for anything that's embroidered. You get monogrammed shoes. I don't know. I mean, you probably could, or you could do them yourself. What well, What did the you get them? Em- value. What did you get them embroidered with then? Oh no, they came embroidered. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I know, but they also feel like walking on a cloud. Like legitimately, like I put my feet on the ground and I don't feel like I'm wearing shoes. I like have not I haven't been in a shoe store in so long and I feel like I just need to like go into a shoe store and try on all these different shoes that everyone's talking about so I can get an idea for how they actually feel I am such a shoe person like (laughs) I I will I will 100% buy new shoes before I buy like a new pair of jeans as exampled by me not owning a pair of jeans that fits for the last three years I'm the opposite. I I like the clothing. The shoes are kind of like second fiddle for me. Um, Mm. And like I own a decent number of shoes, but I feel like the shoes I wear on a daily basis are like limited to three pairs. That's kind of like cycle through. I always have like a shoe for every mood. (laughs) We're the same like black boots most days. (laughs) I like, I, I, oh my God, sneakers. Sneakers are my favorite thing ever. Especially when you can get like the cute, not necessarily fashion ones, but like with all the bright colors. And then like as someone who wears a lot of black, I'm <laughs> like, but my shoes are cute. I have one pair of like tennis shoes that are not for like activities. They're just like the white tennis shoes that everybody wears, you know? Like the fashion ton of shoes. Oh, then I have one pair of like running shoes. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we have spent a lot of time this episode talking about things that are making us stressed out and unhappy. Yes. What is something that is making you happy this week? Something that's making me happy this week. I think I'm really excited to just get all of these Etsy orders out and I know that's like related to what I said earlier but it's it's nice to like send stickers out in the mail and like have them be out of my hands yes. and I got so much done last night that I'm super proud of like the huge stack of stickers that I cut um so this release is shaping up to be a good one it's been a pretty successful release all all things considered so um excited to send some people their valentine's day stickers oh 
that's so cute you could do like valentine's day cards with your stickers on them and like oh i gotta tell you one more thing that's making me excited about the etsy shop um i switched over to like actual business card things to stick into the envelope yes um instead of like printing and cutting them myself and it saved so much time and they just look so nice Mm -hmm. that's that's so good that's so good I had so, something that was making me happy. Those are the small improvements that I'm trying to make to like help streamline the Etsy shop is like not not handling everything myself. Like yes. there are some areas where I can just let go a little bit. And I think I think that's okay. Like, I, I it's absolutely okay. Yeah. What about you? So uh my 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 brand deal with Papermate went through. We posted Ooh. it. It was fun. I actually, I really did enjoy the process of it. I learned a lot. Um, and we can talk about details with that stuff later in like a future episode. But normally with brands, it's like from the day that you give them the content, they have like 30 or 60 or 90 days to actually pay you. And a lot of people will be like, well, if I have 60 days to pay you, I'm going to pay you on the 60th day. You right. know? Apparently, they're not going to be doing that because there's going to be some 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 money heading to my PayPal very soon. And I'm just like, ah. Yeah, it sucks when they're, they can be like, oh, we're going to wait two months to pay you for this. And mm-hmm. like, to an extent, I get the element of like waiting to see how well it like performs content wise but when it's an agreed upon deal and they owe you money they just owe you money regardless of how well the content actually does because you can't control people to like watch it or interact with it or whatever Mm -hmm. and I mean like great content is is great content it and like for example the post that I posted would have done way it would it would it would have been really great if I if I'd had it in December for example and it would have done even worse if I'd posted it in like May yeah so great kind great content is also timely content mm-hmm. which involves so much forethought forethought yeah. that I do not have oh I know that's like the rough thing with the sticker shop is like always thinking a month ahead and really I need to be thinking two months ahead on like what's coming up if I'm planning stickers for February, what's going on in March? What's going on in April? And it's when I was doing like holiday stickers, like Christmas and whatnot, I'm like, it's October. It's too early to think about this. But I mean, but that's when all of the holiday books come out too. It's when it's all dressed up. Well, this has been professionally planned with Caitlin and M. Jazz. Yeah, hey. <laughs>